I have used a lot of commerce platforms in the past. By far, the most robust is Shopify. No matter how complex your business needs and no matter how large your business grows, Shopify can handle it. And they do handle it for brands like Rothy's, Ruggable, Allbirds, Knox, Magnolia, Brooklinen, Glossier, and Cotton, to name a few. You may already use another e-commerce platform, and you may be super unhappy with it, but you've already put a lot of work into it, and migrating to Shopify could seem impossible. But I'm here to tell you that it is quite easy. When I migrated to Shopify back in 2022, their apps and tools meant I just had to make a few clicks and everything was ported over as if by magic. Shopify also lets you design your storefront however you like, which, from personal experience, I know isn't the case for many other commerce platforms out there. All these features and all this control can result in more sales more often, so stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify today, and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their businesses. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial at shopify.com forward slash practical, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com forward slash practical, shopify.com forward slash practical. Hey there, and welcome back to Practical Stoicism. I'm your host, Tanner Campbell. And before I start today, I wanted to drop kind of a recommendation, I guess, almost like a sponsorship message, but not quite. I am currently being mentored by Kai Whiting, who you've heard a discussion with on this podcast previously in a past episode. I have immensely enjoyed his mentorship because it has taken me deeper into stoicism than I was previously able to go, I guess is a good way of putting it. Kai is a traditional stoic, and so the library of knowledge he has, he is, of course, a actual philosopher, specifically in stoicism, works at a university. This is what he does. Of course, he knows more than I do. Of course, he knows more than the average person would who dives into stoicism. And I guess I just wanted to take a second to say that his mentorship is something you can do yourself. Obviously, he can't mentor thousands or even hundreds of people at the same time, but he can mentor a few people at the same time. And if you're interested in learning more about that, I would encourage you to reach out to me directly by emailing tanner at tannerhelps.com. Again, I have found this mentorship priceless. Some of you might not be ready to dive in that deep, may not want to dive in that deep, but for those of you who would like to, I cannot overstate what a good resource Kai would be. So if you're interested in that kind of thing, just let me know. Now, today I'm going to do something that might be ill-advised. I'm going to wade into the tense waters of traditional stoicism versus modern stoicism. My point in doing this is to inform you, of course, but also to help you to discover what direction you want to take your stoicism in, because I feel you can go in the modern direction or the traditional direction as a result of listening to this podcast, and I want you to know that. At the end of this episode, I'm going to give you a writing prompt, and I want you to actually respond to it. I want you to journal a response to it. And I will flesh that out a little bit more at the end of the episode, but let's start by talking about the primary, and in my estimation, the only difference between traditional Stoicism and modern Stoicism. And I think it's going to help to lead with an analogy. Christians believe in two things fundamentally, Jesus Christ and God. Christianity has, of course, changed over the years, but these two things are constant. 
They believe that God, a real and literal God, not a metaphor, gave his only begotten son to die on the cross so that through him, through the acceptance of him, humanity might be absolved of their inherited sin and have their immortal souls saved from damnation. That is a belief through all sects of Christianity, all sects that I'm familiar with anyway. Imagine that tomorrow a new branch of Christianity appeared. Let's further imagine they called themselves modern Christians. These modern Christians believed in all the moral values and ethics of the New Testament, but they stood apart from other Christians, traditional Christians, in that they didn't believe in God or Jesus. I want you to imagine how the rest of the Christian community would respond to this. I'm imagining it would be quite the response. This, however, is the fundamental difference between and behind the tension between traditional Stoics and modern Stoics. Ancient or traditional Stoics believed and believe in a conscious cosmos and that virtue is the only good. Modern Stoics tend not to believe in a conscious cosmos, but do believe that virtue is the only good. When I say modern Stoic, I'm using a capital M and a capital S to denote the modern Stoic movement. But there are a number of people who refer to themselves as Stoics who do not believe in the Stoic God and do not believe that virtue is the only good. These individuals believe that they can remove these two parts of Stoicism and still be Stoics. But technically, any modern Stoic who doesn't believe in these things has no logically sound argument for calling themselves a Stoic. Here's why. All Stoic concepts are derived directly from believing both that the cosmos are conscious and that virtue is the only good. If the ancients didn't believe this, there would be no Stoicism. The cosmology and the physics are what led the ancients to reason to the conclusions that they did, namely the conclusion that virtue is the only good. This means, technically, and this is all very technical, I think, that in order to be a Stoic as the founders of Stoicism defined Stoicism, you must accept an unprovable truth, what we would call a faith claim. And that feels to most people like a religious claim, even though Stoicism wasn't a religion as we think of religion today. The claims you must accept are, in the case of being a traditional Stoic, the cosmos are conscious and that virtue is the only good. If you can make both of these claims, if you're comfortable with making both of these claims, you're a Stoic as the ancients defined Stoic. If you accept only the claim that virtue is the only good, you're still a Stoic, but you'd be a Stoic who had no justification for believing that virtue was the only good. You'd be a Stoic with cognitive dissonance. And you might be asking, but if the belief in the Stoic God doesn't require logical justification, why can't I just believe virtue is the only good and have that be just as logical? And the answer to that is simple, because the originators of the Stoic philosophy thought that way. That's it. And yes, absolutely, even to me, it seems silly that I need a logical justification for believing that virtue is the only good, but I don't need it for believing in the Stoic God. But if what we're doing is defining, in a word, what is and isn't Stoicism, we have no choice but to honestly assess what the creators of Stoicism would have thought, and to say, even if we lament saying so, that, okay, this is what Stoicism was birthed as, and so this is what Stoicism is. So what are you if you're a person who believes in the Stoic God and that virtue is the only good? You're a traditional Stoic. What are you if you're a person who believes that virtue is the only good? 
but does not believe in the Stoic God. Well, you're not a traditional Stoic, but you do meet the minimum requirements of Stoic belief that virtue is the only good, even though you have no pre-existing justification to believe that. Because the ancient Stoics never said you need to believe in the Stoic God. They never said that. They only said you have to believe that virtue is the only good. Otherwise, if you just believe virtue is a good, you're an Aristotelian. You're not a Stoic. You may be other things other than an Aristotelian, because certainly many other philosophies would say that virtue was a good. But if you say virtue is the only good, then you're a Stoic. That was what set the Stoics apart, really, from every other philosophy. So what are you if you're a person who does not believe in the Stoic God and who does not believe that virtue is the only good, but who behaves in a way that reflects a virtuous character? Well, like I said, you could be a great many things. But in concerns to Stoicism, you would not be a Stoic. You would be a virtuous human being who expressed behaviors a Stoic might be likely to express. And like I said, that might mean you could be an Aristotelian, for example. But do not fret, because whether you're a traditional Stoic a modern Stoic, or not technically a Stoic at all, you can still benefit a great deal from Stoic concepts and ideas. In fact, the book I'm writing is based on this very premise. You can still be virtuous, and you can still consider that to be a very important thing, and you can still say you model your life after Stoic ideas. And that may very well be all you need. One doesn't have to be a specific thing in life in order to live a good life, according to them, or to be a good person, according to them. And as I have said many times before, Stoicism isn't the only philosophy with great ideas. It's not the only philosophy that works for people, or makes the world a better place, or even a good place. The point of Stoicism is to be virtuous, but that might also be the point of any philosophy you invented right now, today, this very moment. You could call it Steveism or Veronicaism, and virtue could still be a founding tenet of that philosophy, and the Stoics would have likely thought positively about that. Virtue is the point of Stoicism, and that's what I want you to walk away with today. It's not the label, it's not the claims or the beliefs. The point of Stoicism is to develop a virtuous character. No matter how you're doing that, you're doing something good, I think. And if you call yourself a Stoic because you're dedicated to creating a virtuous character and you find the texts of Stoicism to be the most useful to you in framing and understanding that goal, then academics might argue with you. Kai would certainly argue with you. And if you'd like, I would be happy to argue with you. But in my book, I don't think you're doing anything wrong. I think you're defining Stoicism the way you want to. And so long as you understand that's what you're doing, keep on calling yourself whatever you want. Be prepared, however, to be forthcoming about that when a Stoic of a different variety, like a traditional Stoic or a modern Stoic, challenges your position or questions you, because it's fair for them to do that, and it's fair for you to stand your ground. So here's your writing assignment. This is a journaling prompt, and I really want you to do this tonight, or as soon as possible, but tonight if you can, while this is fresh in your head. I want you to take out a piece of paper, or if it's easier for you, a word processor program or something like Word, and I want you to put right at the top as the title, What Kind of Stoic Am I? And I want you to expend as many or as few words as you like in answering that question. Then I want you to hit the return key or take out another piece of paper and title it, Do I Want to Change This? And Why? And write your answers there. Then I want you to send what you write to me. 
posted in the Discord, in the community, which, by the way, if you're not a part of, you can go to the link in the bio for the community and join for free. Email it to me. Tag me on social. I don't care. Just send me your response. I want to see them. And I want you to go through the process of thinking them through. Label yourself. Do you want the spiritual part of this, the traditional approach and beliefs? Or do you want the more secular, modern approach? Don't be afraid to be honest. There's not a right or wrong answer here. Even if your answer is, I don't want either. I think I might actually be an Aristotelian. This isn't about what others think. It's about what you think of yourself and what you want for yourself. So I want you to go and do that. And I'm excited to see what you come back with. And before I wrap up, I want to add one thing. I have recently deleted my Twitter account. If you're aware of some of the drama going on with Twitter and Elon Musk, you might think that the reason I did that had something to do with that drama. In fact, it did not. I removed my Twitter because I built a 10,000 or so following there on a verified account over the course of a year or so in my previous field of expertise in marketing. And a couple of weeks ago, a new social platform launched called Post. You can find it at post.news. And I was faced with a decision. Since all of my followers on Twitter were really no longer relevant to the content that I create now, because I was creating marketing content, and now I create philosophy and stoicism content, I could start over building a fresh audience on Twitter, or I could start over on this new, shiny social network that everyone was talking about and thinking was cool. And I'm a very novelty-seeking kind of guy. I like shiny objects. Maybe I shouldn't, but that's kind of in my personality. I like trying new things. And so I thought, I'll build a new audience on post. And then I thought, well, I can't manage both, so I guess I'll tank Twitter. Now, I could end up regretting that decision if post.news doesn't work out, but I would like you to follow me on post.news because I do long-form content there, which is another reason I made that decision. You can't do long-form content on Twitter. Follow me there. I'll put a link in the show notes. It's currently in beta, so there's a waiting list, but I imagine that waiting list will be ended probably in the next week or so. The team over there, as I understand it, is working really fast to stand things up, and they've got like 300,000 people on a wait list. And their number one priority is letting those people in as quick as possible. So again, I'll put a link in the show notes, and you can request to join and follow me over there. I just wanted to make it clear that the reason I deleted my Twitter probably wasn't the reason you thought. And with that, I will let you go. Please do your writing assignment tonight. I want to see emails first thing in the morning, stuff you wrote down, or I want to see these things posted in the Discord. I'm really interested in what path you want to take. Are you a traditional Stoic? Are you a modern Stoic? Are you not a Stoic at all, but you're still interested in learning Stoic values so you can apply them as you see fit in your own life, according to your own personal philosophy? There's no wrong answer. I'd like to know where you're at. And that's it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Practical Stoicism. I appreciate you being here. If you haven't yet subscribed to this show, hit subscribe or follow or whatever the button says in the app you're listening so that you get new episodes the minute they come out. Also, if you've not reviewed the show, I would appreciate you doing so. You can review it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, or at podchaser.com. Thank you again for listening today, and until next time, take care. Take care.